Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Two Geeks and One Noob, uh, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Sorry, I lost my breath a little there, but uh, <laughs> still but you getting made used it. to that intro. <laughs> Um, so this week we are continuing our conversation about, uh, Spider-Man, um, which... Spooderman? Spooderman, yeah. <laughs> which the new movie, No Way Home, just came out, uh, not too long ago. Um, so, uh, we're talking about... Yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man again. What do you, what do you guys think? What did you guys think of the new movie? And this one will contain spoilers, so like heads up there. But yes, yeah, so just like driving downtown. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> we did wait until after we had all three seen the movie so that we could discuss it. So we're excited to be able to sit down and like talk about it. Now. Mm-hmm. And I actually paid money to see it. Hey, good job! You didn't David. sneak in this time. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> I never sneak into a theater. <laughs> Sneaks out of the theater. <laughs> That, sadly, yes, I used to do a lot. <laughs> we won't talk about that date night for David, but we will talk about <laughs> Spider-Man, so. <laughs> no, that one he got kicked out of. <laughs> oh, Fair. Fair. Well played. Well, well played, both of you. Damn. A little bit of the razzle-dazzle before we jump into Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's the two geeks t- uh, making fun of the noobs. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, David, what did you think? What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? I was thoroughly impressed, actually. Woohoo! We won! <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I enjoyed this installment. Did you end up watching the other two beforehand? or I uh, actually did not. I'm sorry. Okay. But I did realize I was wrong. I did watch uh, the, first, the first Tom Holland one uh, when it came out. Okay. All right. So you watched Homecoming. Right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So... And I mean, like, really what you need to know... From the second one is touched on at the start of No Way Home. So, like, yeah, it's good to know, like, the backstory and, like, what led to that point. But, like, the really key thing you are already aware of in the first 30 seconds of the movie, pretty much. So, So, in case you don't know, the second one, because you didn't see the second one, uh, you wouldn't know that Mysterio was the bad guy in... um, Yeah, it was played with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, it was played by Jake. Uh, he was played by Jake Gyllenhaal, um, and which he did a fantastic he, job. With I it, thought I he did say. an awesome job. He did a very good job with it. Um, so, uh, at the end of um, at the end of Spider Man Two, um, Far From Home, I was trying to think of the name. <laughs> um, uh, Mysterio ends up dying, but he sends out a video of um saying that sorry. he kind of like played the martyr so to speak yeah. because he had like tricked tom holland's characters into giving him the drones for or the, the stark tech drones during the movie and at the end of the movie he realized that he was kind of stuck and he wasn't going to win this fight so he knew Going into it, he's like, I would rather play the martyr because that's how I'll be remembered. I can kind of use this to my advantage. It's almost like a failsafe of Yeah, sorts. basically. And so he recorded the false footage and then used, had his team do like fancy editing to like twist the wording of what Tom Holland was saying in the conversation with Mysterio. So it made it seem like he was trying to kill Mysterio and other people. And then he reveals 
who he his is. Yeah. identity as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. It's the very hilarious minute and a half segment yeah. of just nothing but the word dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know? I found that pretty funny. But it, anyway, was funny. Yeah. it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. But, um, so yeah, any, any, uh, any other thoughts of that though? Like, so I think I kind of said it last time of how I, I can appreciate, um, I can appreciate Tobey Maguire as more of the Sunday morning style uh, Spider-Man, but he was actually a pretty decent Spider-Man regardless. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, Andrew Garfield was probably a better Peter Parker. Mm. Okay. And I can't remember which of y'all said it, where Holland kind of drives down the middle, and he's he's an excellent job at both. He yes. nails both. Yeah, because Tom Holland does more of the, the, the quirky, like, fun-loving kind of Spider-Man, but also the nerdy, like, smart kid... Yeah, that's still going through high school, you know, yeah. and but then also like really kills it as Spider-Man in the fight scenes and the swinging around and and again doing his own stunts. Yep. Um, at least mostly. I have a side note on that one, but it pro is probably gonna be better suited for later on in the conversation. Okay. All right. <laughs> Spoilers for what's to come. <laughs> Spoilers on the spoiler. <laughs> so even more like the Subaru Club downtown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, San Antonio. For anybody who's listening outside of San, San Antonio. Oh, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure there's at least one of those Subaru drivers in every town. Well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but we are from San Antonio. I, I don't think we've ever said that. So. <laughs> Why'd you spoil it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, any, any other questions about Spider-Man and, and the movie or... or um, Anything like that? So there is a scene where all three of them, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was right at the end whenever they're prepping for the final battle on the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Where all three are joking, or half joking and trying to get to know each other, which is really just getting to know themselves, which is oh, God, such yeah. a nasty concept. It's multiverse, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... Better than other verses being thrown around lately. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry for our listening audience. I'm very opinionated on many topics, sadly. <laughs> he does hide it well, as you've probably heard. <laughs> anyway, we'll see how again. Well sar- this is the on- this is only the- our second episode, so yeah, we'll we'll see how well sarcasm we'll translates over o- recording. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So there's this this scene where all three uh, all three Spider-Man Spider-Man, Spider-Man whatever yeah. all three Peters are talking to each other uh, to each other about like what what is the weirdest villain they've had to fight mm-hmm. and uh, Garfield mentions Mad Russian in a robot suit yes and a memory served it wasn't just Mad Russian in a robot suit eventually he did get kind of entwined with it didn't he that is comic book yes and that movie version of the character no it was just basically a rhino mech that he was controlling on the inside okay which is like the actual person in the comic books had some superpowers and was kind of like 
test experimented on that came to the like rhino exoskeleton that he couldn't remove but he still had a lot of that like brute strength and everything so that skeleton i guess it also depends on like the version of the character that we're looking at like the spider-man games it was like an actual suit of armor that they were trying to figure out how to remove from him whereas mm-hmm. the like the 90s comics was just a really big dude in a rhino suit <laughs> yeah which was funny because Back then, it didn't look like a mech suit at all. It was like very much skin and and. It, it was basically just like a like a superhero costume that it was made to look like a rhino. So it's like so basically, it was somebody cosplaying Harambe if Harambe was a rhino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so it's, it it does depend a little bit on the version of the character we're talking about. The one in the Andrew Garfield movie did not become entwined with it and didn't have any powers. He was just essentially a thug that got this big rhino mech and used that to try and fight spider-man which i'm pretty sure he got from norman osborne i think so um because at the end of uh which one was it uh one or two it was two well he was i think he was introduced at the end of one and then two was where right right yeah because he was uh it was an after scene or after credit scene where um they kind of walk through a gallery of the uh, Sinister Six costumes. Like right. The uh, Doc Ock arms, the vulture wings. Shocker. Um, was that? Shocker. Shocker. Uh, I don't think they had Shocker on there yet. Um, okay. Because those are just gauntlets. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, they didn't really have anything to and show. Also, he wasn't in it until the second one anyhow. So. Right. Well, that was Electro that was in the second one, not Shocker. Oh, you're right. Okay. Shocker, like Dan said, was the guy that just was like a suit with the shock gauntlets. He didn't really have any powers That's per right. se. Okay. Whereas Electro was actually like Shocker was in Homecoming. He was the the one that worked for Vulture. Oh, oh yeah. okay. That's okay. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they okay. they made the gauntlets out of the alien technology. That's right. That's okay. right. I forgot okay. about that. It's yep. been a while since I've seen that one, so it yeah. slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, because they and Michael Christian is like, Oh, I'm, I'm the shocker, I'm the shocker, and then later on, Spider Man goes, Honestly, I'm shocked. (laughs) 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 That makes it does make me wonder what other villains they're going to use to bring this in. Like, were any other villains able to like slip through during the warp? And potentially got stuck there, even though they like quote unquote fixed it. That is or... actually exactly why I brought that up. Oh, is that what, the question you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Did y'all notice that during the final warp, everything's being set right? Did y'all notice the silhouettes of the of the dust in the background of of the warp? I know there was some. I didn't quite get a close up look of it one of them was a pretty clear silhouette of rhino within the warp yeah was it and it wasn't like the like weird mechanical rhino it looked like the like true to comic rhino okay it looked it looked like a dude with a giant rhino horn yeah nice and and the other one was uh scorpion Mm -hmm. which i know scorpion is in this universe yeah because that's a, an exciting one that they can bring in, and I really hope they do because I don't feel like that character gets the love. Like I get that, oh, like no. technically he would be kind of one of the more minor villains compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the other ones. I think but, he could be pretty deadly though. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I yeah. agree one hundred percent. My only question is, based on that end credit scene, are they going to do any more of those like Sinister Six villains, or are they going to start diving into that 
symbiote stuff. Mm. That's another thing I want to touch on. Is I'm sorry, the, with the end credit scene from Venom Two, that was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I agree, and like I it was funny, but it was a disappointment. When sorry, they were doing the fix thing, I figured they would fix the like everyone knows Peter Parker, but I didn't think that they would actually like pull everybody, everybody out of the universe like they did. So it's like. I feel like they're probably going to do some... Like, there's the multiverse is very much a thing. That's not going anywhere. We know that. So, are they going to do a crossover with the Tom Hardy Venom at some point in a separate movie? Is it going to be, like, somehow the symbiote is, like, his bridge to this mm. universe? And so he's able to kind of bounce back and forth? Because they already teased at the end of uh, Let There Be Carnage that the symbiote is a hive mind. Right. Yep. So does this symbiote have the ability to connect to the hive mind of this universe? Are they like separated? Like there's a lot of unknown with yeah. that. Okay. One, I, I will freely admit, I did not think about that until you brought it up. I see where you're going. But the other thought that immediately comes to mind, Spider-Man's trying to, uh, or Peter, Tom Holland's Peter, just to differentiate, is trying to prove yet again to um, Mary Jane and to Ned, Ned, who he is. Mm-hmm. That he's someone that they were friends. Now, granted, he, I don't blame him, but he, he was out. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily that he was out as much as he just, he saw her injured and saw that she and Ned looked happy in that moment. And they like got their true. college acceptance letters, despite like, all of the all issues the that they were having initially. So it's it, yeah. like, he. I feel like he was just kind of weighing his options. Like, okay, like... That's fair. Is this really something I want to, like, bring them back into? As much as I want to tell them and get those friendships back, is this a world that I want them to be part of? That's, that's fair. That's yeah. also uh, one of these... Or one of the things I saw online that... It was a comment on uh, one of the stories was, like, how... This may be how um, Ned becomes Hobgoblin mm-hmm. is because he didn't have the friendship of of uh, Peter Parker and by extension Spider Man obviously, yeah. wait, wait, wait. and that's my thinking what? too. So Ned leads in the comic book is Hobgoblin, and I think they kind of teased that when he said, "I'll never leave you," like I've always got your back during No Way Home. It's like we're always friends. I'm never going to turn on you like their friends did. It's like. Ah, Planting the seeds. Yeah. I see what yeah, you're Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I would never turn my back on you. Yeah. I'd never become a, is this my villain story? Or, you know, like, yeah. I think he ended up saying that to, uh, as well. Um, At the same time, are they going to go full on Hobgoblin? Or are they going to use, like, his magic abilities that they teased in this one? That's a very They could go either way with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if, and they, like, do they do seem like they're at least keeping, like, the characters who are like that specific character somewhat consistent. They like they're changing up the powers with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen that with several other characters throughout the Marvel universe, but they're at least keeping like Ned leads as Ned leads period. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I did not know anything about Ned Leeds uh, character before homecoming. So mm-hmm. that is one part of Spider-Man. I didn't same have anything to yeah. do with. Obviously like... I'm in the same boat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's hard for me to tell um, where they're going to go with it, but I've seen think like stories online about how he could become mm. and what he might look like as and stuff like that. So it's and, just like 
it's very it's a very interesting storyline and also with it being how he doesn't know who Peter Parker is mm-hmm. how quickly that could turn because he could have been bullied he could have been um you know just part of something that um was and, just away from from the Spider-Man uh, character it seems like the story the natural story progression is that they're going to be in college now and so potentially maybe they can set up like this romance feud where like Ned actually has a crush on MJ but then Peter's at the college with them and kind of like interfering like that romantic rival so to speak mm, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. just like um Harry in yeah, the exactly. and looking at the um the actor Jacob Batalon he's commented multiple times on how he's been exercising and trying to get in shape for the future of his character yeah. and he's been very coy about that and it's granted it's possible that he doesn't know the full story of it as well but the fact that he's commented on that multiple times, and he has lost weight. He's yeah. definitely put in some serious work, so good on him for that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but he's definitely put in the work and like losing weight and to like get to where he wants to be for that character, where he potentially was asked to be for the character. So Yeah. Definitely it, seems it could, like there's going to be something there. It could be some, some backdoor talks that they're having with him that's like, mm-hmm. you know, these are, these are things that you need to prepare for and, and things like that, so... That's definitely a possibility, and I I'm all there for it. So, <laughs> it does seem like that's the direction they're heading with him. Which I don't know if they'll try and do that in the next movie, or if they'll at least just start planting the seeds for. Yeah, which is kind of what they did in this one. Just do like the slow build, which would be the smart way to go. Because after No Way Home, sure you could try to up the ante and bring in a ton of villains again. But there's only so many times you can go back to that well and get that same payout for one and two. There's only so many times that you can do that and do it very well where mm-hmm. it makes sense with the characters and that you're not like skipping out on developing or at least building a story for everyone like you want to. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to say earlier when we were talking about uh, the multiverse thing was um, I'm curious if they're going to go with... Um, instead of it being a multiverse where like where they're going with Doctor Strange if it's going to end up merging as one universe just like I, I don't know exactly how that might work just because of how many characters yeah. you get it, it does raise a lot merged. of questions I feel like they'll try and keep it separate and do something similar to what the DC cw universe was doing mm-hmm. where they had like the multiple earths crisis and they were able to kind of bounce back and forth and do what they needed to do via technology and i, I feel like either using dr strange's magic or technology or whatever they may go with something similar because if they just do the merging then it's gonna be like okay well you've merged multiple universes first off how does the universe survive having done that because it almost exploded once because of that right two where are all these characters that have been merged? They're not going to just disappear. Yeah. But leaving it to where it's like you can kind of bounce back and forth when you need to does leave the door open for them to bring in other characters. Mm. You know, we've already seen a little bit of that with WandaVision and then bringing in the different version of Pietro. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, which... Although he wasn't actually Pietro. I think that was just a clever we'll, we'll casting nod. I, I think yes. we're going to get there because they've been teasing the multiverse for so long. 
Yeah. I would be amazed if they're not heading that direction. Yeah. And and that actor, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, but he's been very clear that he wants to keep going. He has a lot of fun with that character. So. Oh, yeah. Jonathan something. I, think uh, I, I, I used to watch American Horror Story back in the day. and I, <laughs> Yeah, he was a staple of it. But yeah. Anyway, um, two points on that, though. One, I've completely forgotten, so I'll skip the second until the only comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so, two. Evan Peters. Was it Evan Peters? And that's Evan it. Peters, that's right. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was it. <laughs> uh, one, and this is somewhat cynical of me. I think um, part of the reason why why they're bringing in the multiverse now in the in the MCU is so that they can have multiple versions of Spider Man. Because mm. so often you see crowds go nuts over one specific Spider Man. And again, this is more my cynical take, and so there's a lot I'm not saying. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's a way to appease those fans. I have a separate theory. I think it's because now that Marvel's Disney has the rights back for X-Men and Fantastic Four and these other characters, they're using this multiverse storyline to bring in these characters because currently the only X-Men, quote-unquote, that they have within this universe is Wanda and they don't even call her an, an X-Man or a mutant they uh, what was it that was do you remember it was an enhanced enhanced yes so like that gives them that excuse to be able to like bring it in and as they're like toying with it and it's like oh well like are you a mutant and it's like no what's a mutant and so I think that's the route they're going because it also introduces the other X-Men so that they can kind of play around with that angle and use these different characters but again, it also does, I think, leave the door open so that they can bring in those Spider-Men to your point. Okay. And actually, you hit on, my, on the other point I've forgotten earlier, um, what, which is, I think this is the first time we've seen a merger of properties, of IPs, since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you have Warner Brothers, Fox, uh, what is it, Hanna-Barrera? Something old like school that. animation studio yeah. which they're still around i think they're owned by warner brothers now but anyway point being what do they not own <laughs> yeah yeah but it it seems Everything like there's... disney owns <laughs> fair <laughs> it's fair sad but true but i think disney's going about it in the backwards way they're doing it more like the 90s early thousands microsoft way of hey congratulations you're disney now and um, bring it in that way yeah but now well, i'm hoping they're bringing it in to such a large scale that they're going to extend that olive branch to other studios saying hey y'all want to play well technically <laughs> yeah. at least within the marvel scope sony is the only other studio that has rights outside of disney so like they don't really have that same issue that like what they were running into with roger rabbit and trying to like bring in multiple studios to play play nice basically this one they're just like okay there's no reason for sony to give up spider-man because that was one of if not the most profitable movie ever so yeah. like they have no reason to ever get rid of that and venom is doing oh, really well for them as well yeah uh venom is doing really well for them also so it's like okay well we won't give up the spider-man ip we'll play nice with disney because it's freaking disney so like we'll let you use our toys but at the end of the day our toys come home with us yeah uh, whereas yeah. Now, again, with Disney owning the rights to the X-Men and with Fantastic Four, it brings in it opens up that door. Now, the question is, with the multiverse setup, are they going to redo the origin of the Fantastic Four, or are they just going to use that multiverse to bring in other well, with actors? But... Yeah, with what I'm hearing about what they're trying to do, um, at least in Doctor Strange, um, 
at least what I've heard, I, I don't have any confirmation at all, is they're trying to bring in like the Illuminati. Um, which would make sense. Which would be Mr. Fantastic. Uh, That's going to be tricky Xavier. without Iron Man, though. That's... Unless they make that part of the Illuminati storyline of, well, we lost one. Yeah. Well, like, because the Illuminati hasn't been founded at this point. And so to bring in this in, universe. In this universe, yes. But you can't just bring people from multiple universes. Like, we even saw that with this movie. It was like, I was part of the Avengers. They're like, great. What is that? And so oh. we can't really expect there to be an Illuminati in every other universe but this one. But then also, the other things I'm hearing about. Um, about Doctor Strange is that they may be bringing in other characters that are the same character. Like, Caleb, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know you're going to be disappointed, but what one of the things I've heard is that they're bringing in Tom Cruise to place Tony Stark. I, I, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I'm just straight up not going to watch it. Like... You're not gonna watch Doctor Strange. That's another I won't reason watch for me to not watch an Iron Marvel Man movie. movie oh no, I don't think they're Tom making Cruise. a. I don't think they're making a Tom Cruise Iron Man like movie. I think they're bringing in a multiverse version of Tony Stark. I, I don't think they'll keep him. I hope that is pure rumor. And I hope so too. Honestly, <laughs> first off, you can't replace. You can't replace uh, Robert Downey Jr. No, period. Not at all. He is Iron Man, as he said at the end of the first movie. But also, I don't, I don't see why bringing in another Iron Man from a different universe, even if it's only temporary, would really benefit the story. Like, Iron Man's death was such a pivotal thing because it was that impactful for that many people. Yeah. And so leaving it as it is and kind of saying, like, Tony Stark is the honorary sixth or uh, honorary member of the Illuminati... Even though he's not here anymore, he's kind of like the inspiration behind why we put this together. Right. I think that would be more impactful and a much better storyline than bringing in discount Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting some very serious DC vibes that I want to bring into this conversation now. <laughs> Save the DC vibes for the DC convo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I said, this is all just things I'm hearing. It, it may not be true. It, it may be true. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I think it would be interesting in the fact that there are things that they've they've put out there as like the '90s version of the Avengers, if it had been made in the '90s, mm -hmm. of like you know Tom Cruise as as Tony Stark, Brad Pitt as Thor, mm -hmm. or Captain America. I'm sorry, um, you know people like that that they would have cast as these people, which mm. I totally agree. That a lot of these people would would have been cast. Not that they would have been good, but they would have been cast. Oh. Um, Does that mean we get to see a return of Brennan Fraser? Possibly. They they uh, multiverse with Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Nick Cage. Uh, no, Nick Cage wasn't. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it um, sounded like you were about to say he turns down a role. I'm like, think about who you're talking, <laughs> <laughs> talking about. <laughs> no, but they did have Keanu Reeves as Doctor Strange. That could track. I think that would track. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, but like they they had a whole list of them, and then I I would love. But then to we go would also see Wesley Snipes played again. Well, Wesley. Well, they've already. So long as it's. 
They've blade already one or two done something to introduce the new blade. They did? Yeah, because it not it uh it's they don't show him on camera, but it's a something teased at the end of the Eternals post credit scene. Oh, which I haven't seen, so okay. Blade? Yeah, Blade's Marvel property. His voice. He's the one that talks. Yeah. Oh, the talking to the Black Knight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it either. A friend of mine, like, dove in and did a lot of research after that, seeing the movie the first time and kind of, like, told us about it. So, yeah. Um, Y'all are going to have to show this to me later. Yeah. But, like, circling back to the Spider Man conversation. Oh, yeah. Bit of a yeah, rabbit trail. Yeah, we're talking trail. about Spider Man. I forgot about that. Bit of a <laughs> rabbit trail there. Um, <laughs> something I'm really curious about is so, with the way that the uh, that Doctor Strange did the spell, he removed the memory of Peter Parker from everyone that knew Peter Parker. And so what does that mean for the Avengers? Because he was such a key part and he was set up to be the next, like the leader of the Avengers, so to speak, after everyone else stepped down. And like, he was such a key part in Endgame and, and whatnot. So it's like, does he, was he just removed from memory of the Endgame events? Do they remember that Spider-Man was there? They just don't know who he was. Do they remember someone was there, but they have no idea who that, like. That kind of goes back to what I was uh, trying to point out earlier after you made the reveal of no 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 like is this symbiote being stuck are they going to go with the symbiote silent uh storyline now and how does the hive mind thing work now that you have a symbiote from another another part of the multiverse here i'm wondering if they're going to use that symbiote that venom as a means of pointing out like you don't know who this is mm-hmm. he's the one who brought me here yeah mm. And he's going, and he'll end up being uh, showing himself as both villain and and uh, good guy, or at least antihero as he is. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I'm kind of this Venom Peter is going to start off as a villain. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's lost. He's confused. He doesn't have. He doesn't have Tom. Uh, not nah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> well, that and it's like just the way Other that Tom. seeing Venom's reaction in that post credit scene was like this guy and looked like he just wanted to instantly eat him. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, he didn't come there for the warm fuzzies. He came there to fight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, kind of back to your uh, your question was um, I've, I've heard also some other things um, more so just comments on threads that um, it may have just uh, affected Earth and. Nick Fury was off world. Thor was off world. Um, I think um, Miss Marvel and Cap- yeah, Captain, or Captain Marvel, Marvel yeah. and of course the Guardians of the Galaxy were all off of right. off world as well. So, so they may still know who he is. That's true. Um, also, there was a something I don't know what it was, but they were saying something about um, Hulk not being affected by it. I will say I don't. I don't buy into that simply because in the first Doctor Strange movie, it's very clear that any spell he casts, mm-hmm. it has far-reaching consequences. Yeah. That doesn't Universal make sense. Though? And yes. he did say, well, I mean, he was saying that like the very fabric of reality was being affected by the spell breaking apart. Right. right. And so, like, if it's affecting the fabric of reality itself, chances are it's not just limited to Earth. And it, he didn't say. Those of us on Earth will not remember. He he said, no one will remember you. Yeah. But then there was also another thing where um, they said that Wong, before he left, said, leave me out of this. And Doctor Strange said, or he agreed to that. So Wong might be the one who remembers as well. 
if he was able to cast something in there to like help Wong remember, and it, I mean, it could that be that I buy. it could be that like Wong may be able to kind of redo the spell or do an additional spell with that to bring back in the memory of Peter Parker for those that like knew him within the Avengers. But it's like, just quick side note, would have been so much easier had he just said make the spell so that everyone forgets what Mysterio said. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, that's a plot point there. <laughs> Would have been but a much again, shorter movie had yeah. he done that, but <laughs> but it, even not doing that tracks with the original. You did know you could peel that, right? Yeah, right. Instead of going for the spell first. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I love that little bit of right. It's like that back and forth. You just yeah. concretely solidified Tom Holland as no, no, no. He's a high schooler. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it was. They did it well. It's like. It's also on Stephen Strange for doing it the way he did too. It's like he should have sat down and had a very detailed conversation. Of like this is what this spell entails. Yeah. And if we mess this up, he's a doctor for pity's sake. Whole... He should know what informed consent is. <laughs> it's like, and if we mess this up, a whole lot can go wrong. And there's a reason why Wong was like, "Leave me out of this. I don't know about it." And he had to be secretive. Like, sit down and have a conversation with him. He's a kid. Sure. He may have like helped save the universe, but he's still a freaking kid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Definitely. Uh, <laughs> very interesting. Uh, dynamics there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. It's like maybe like certain people like Thor and Wong and Hulk weren't affected by the spell in some way. Um, or he may have just like been able to create a caveat where certain individuals were not affected, and like who knows, like with how powerful Wanda is, she may not have even been affected well, by it too. Actually, yeah, that's true. That's an interesting point you bring up because I remember when her MCU was first starting, one of the frequent phrases being thrown around was, "Did you see the character die?" Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We didn't see all of Strange casting the final spell. Yeah, so there's could be like all kinds of clauses that he threw in there because he was modifying the spell throughout the first iteration. And it's like, okay, well, I'll let fine, I'll let MJ remember who you are. Okay, fine, Ned. Okay, your aunt, and you messed it up. Everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Uh, so like, who knows what kind of stuff he like or like caveats he threw in there, and he may have like even made it to where he can remember as well. But he's just like playing that secret of like I have to play along with this to like because he thinks everyone forgot. But if need be, I can call on him. And again, it also could come down to like Wanda just being like, you have no power here. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that chaos magic. <laughs> yeah. Another note I wanted to bring up was what it took for the producers and the casting agents to get the original actors back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I was thrilled to see Albert Molina in, in the trailer. Yeah. And to see him perform with the same mm-hmm. styling, attitude, accent, everything was spot on to what I remember from Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was glorious. Well, all of the actors did such a good job with just recreating that character. The only difference, I would argue, was Sandman. And that was just because he was in his sand form the entire time. Yeah. He didn't revert back to his human form. And granted, who knows? He may not have the ability to do so in this universe. Yep. And so, like, that could be part of it because even Electro said, Oh, this electricity is different. I like this feeling. Like, yeah. This is great. So, yeah, because yeah. the different energies in, in the that particular universe are very vastly different. Yeah. Well, it also ties back to an earlier, it was an offhanded comment in, I want to say, Age of Ult- Ultron, where 
Tony was toying around with the idea of making a nuclear power uh, power reactor, mm-hmm. uh, similar to how um, oh Jeff Bridges' character help me out. Uh, uh, ego. Uh, no, Eli. Ego was uh, Guardians. Wasn't it Eli? Wait, Wait Jeff Bridges' character. It, yeah, in the in, first Iron Man. In the first. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <sighs> Obadiah Stain. That's Obadiah it. Stain. Stain. That's right. But even Stain tried it, mm-hmm. but kept commenting in the first one, like, "Oh, we need." We need Tony because he's the one who figured this out in Afghanistan with in a, in a cave, cave with, scraps. with a bunch of scraps. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, that was a crappy imitation. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, but well he, and like they also teased that clean energy with the Stark Tower. Oh yeah. At the be- I think it was the first Avengers that that was right. Yeah. 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 Where he had, uh, where he gave uh, Pepper twelve percent of the yeah. the yep. uh, credit. Yep. Twelve yeah. percent. <laughs> Such a Tony Stark. Oh yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, similar to what we've seen, everything else from from Tony, there's been a point, and it's not to make him this omniscient character, but it's more of the fact of he's he is planning ahead and he is thinking further on down the line, not not just as a as an Avenger, but also as a businessman. Where he's trying to manage both, where he's trying to run this company that was his father's legacy, and then he's also, and also his, but he's also trying to run this side persona of, well, crap, now I've come out as, as both here, so, yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to manage both with the same precision. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if that comment was referring back to that, uh, to, uh, was that actually both? Whatever. Whichever Avengers film it was, where Tony's joking about the idea of setting this up on a wider scale. Mm-hmm. Of making this clean, renewable energy. Cool. Awesome. I think they talked about that in the first Avengers. Yeah, After was, he set up the towers, like, this is just the first step. This is something that, that we might could have been work towards. Yeah, it, was, it was Avengers 1. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, in which case... The second one, he was talking about uh, setting a setting up a suit of armor around the world. Yes. That was it. The yeah. Dyson Sphere thing. Yep. But it was the it was the first one he was talking about the uh, the energy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I just thought of as you were talking about that though was uh, how that actually helps him helped him relate to Spider Man. Yep. Because it was that duality of of being the businessman and being the superhero, and Spider Man trying to balance his life between high school and life. Mm-hmm. And being a superhero as well, which now it makes it, it now you bring that up, it makes you realize just how poetic it is that this all happens right after Tony dies. Oh, of course, because yeah. Tony outed himself in the beginning at the tail end of, of Iron Man, like, oh no, I am Iron Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, there was there was no secret identity with Tony. It was I am Tony Stark, mm-hmm. multi billionaire or multi millionaire playboy philanthropist. Not at the time. Uh, <laughs> and superhero. Yeah. And now Peter has been thrown thrown to the wolves as this kid is Spider-Man. Yeah. This high school kid is Spider-Man. He's being thrown to the wolves and his mentor, who has been exactly there, 
is not there to teach him those lessons. And yeah. it's also like that contrast of Tony doing it himself, saying, I am Iron Man, come at me. And then Spider-Man like having no say in it. It just gets leaked on without his permission. And yep. he's just stuck like trying to figure out, oh crap, like how do I handle this? This is so different. Yep. Yeah. And as this high school kid, not being able to do it very well is... Uh, you can understand why he would go to Doctor Strange and be like, no, can you t- can you undo this? <clears throat> well, there's so many reasons, like the college issues that they were all running into and the, like, everyone's security and, like, them not even being able to stay in their own home. And, yeah. like, it was just, their life was completely turned upside down because of one lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stupid Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Jake John all. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. like one question for you guys. How did you enjoy a certain little cameo of a certain lawyer character? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I love the fact because it means we get to see, um, oh shoot, Punisher, Daredevil, uh, John, John Brenthal again reprising the role. If they bring him in, like, I, I have a hunch that they may be a little hesitant to bring in the Punisher because he is a little different than the usual Disney take on things. So that's However, why I want with, him in it. Yeah. With, <laughs> oh, I agree 100%. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely want to see him in there. And they, like, they couldn't have chosen a better actor for the character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But with them bringing the Daredevil character in and how it seems like they're going with some of the, the Marvel stuff these days with. Uh, Moon Knight and uh, Doctor Strange and all that. And they I did actually have a, if they bring in Punisher. And they did actually have that quote unquote sex scene in Eternals. Right. It was Oof. a very dialed down Disney version of a sex scene, but it was still there. It was still a thing. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're definitely bringing in some stuff that wouldn't normally <clears throat> be in a Marvel film. Yeah. But I wouldn't be so disappointed in them bringing in some of that more brutal i think it's needed and granted like there could be that potential of bringing in the punisher character and making him officially canon in deadpool 3 oh yeah. because they've already said that they're going to do a deadpool 3 they've already confirmed that it will be rated r to keep in line with what everything else has been for the deadpool movies so it would be totally in character for deadpool or for um for punisher to show up and be like no i'm hunting him he's my target and deadpool's like get in line yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i do think it would be hilarious if they did a movie with all the red suited characters <laughs> <laughs> deadpool's like, just in the deadpool spider-man yeah. scarlet witch uh like... it's, it's almost like they ran out of colors for the suits <laughs> <laughs> at least spider-man was red white and blue though no <laughs> daredevil is Red and black. <laughs> back to getting the original actors back, though. Yes. I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, so I looked it up after after watching it. Of yes, I was just curious of what else has or what what was the take of in particular Albert Molina and uh, Willem Dafoe in reprising their roles from over a decade and a half ago. Oh yeah. Uh, both of them loved it. Oh yeah, definitely. Apparently. Uh, however, interesting note I want to hit on, and it, it to me is just something that needs to be known far and wide because badass move. Willem Dafoe made a stipulation outside of pay. I do my own stunts. Oh really? That man is sixty plus. Oh man! 
That is crazy. He took one hell of a beating for us to enjoy that movie. Yes, he did. Holy crap. (laughs) There was like, I love just the, like the contrast in their styles, like Spider-Man trying to be like agile and bouncing around and then Green Goblin just be like, nah, I'm a suplex you now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just the, just even that scene where they're in that hallway of that building. That's exactly the scene. Spider-Man just wailing on them and then just like Green Goblin's like, okay, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I see your punch and raise a boom. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh one of the things I did want to touch on as well was um I was reading a lot about how the two Spider-Man uh actors came back and one of the things that uh gave No, you're good. Uh that uh Andrew Garfield came back for was that one scene. I don't know if you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. The one scene where he catches MJ. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's being such a redeemable moment for him that like, he was just like, I'm hooked. I'm in. Storytelling wise, it just makes sense because he like you could tell he just wasn't himself almost the entire movie and the the death of the woman he loved weighing so heavily on him that like that was just his goal is like i cannot let that happen again ever and that being the such a heavy focus for him that it got to the point when he did savor just that emotion that hit him and it's just like seeing the look on his face like i finally did it i saved the girl it may not be my girl but i saved her i saved spider-man's girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and just the the couple of scenes where he had his emotional moments of just like you could see the emotion just building up and like crying because of the the darkness that was in him yeah because of of gwen stacy dying yeah. it was just like it oh. came across and, as not even acting like that yeah. was and andrew garfield just being genuine and yeah. feeling that true emotion of because like, he never got to redeem himself after that movie and it was just like oh Finally, <laughs> yeah, and the, I think that was just kind of a cathartic release for everybody, yeah. not just him and well, just, him as an actor, but also him as a character. Yeah, but just generally the audience yes. in general, like just yeah. hearing the like emotion from the people in the audience through the theater in that moment is just that like, oh, he got her, he finally got her. Yeah. Just, oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually getting chills just thinking about that scene right now. <laughs> thinking about that scene and then remembering just the emotional response from everyone in the theater. Yeah. Like, see, I didn't get that in the in the screening I went to. Really? Did not get that. I was we got like, we got the claps and everything. Yeah. Like, I, well, I think it helped too. As in like on, we audience. went like yeah. We were like within the first week of the movie, and whereas you were a little bit later, and so yeah. by that time, like the genuine like I love Spider Man fans had seen it and like the other people that are still marvel fans may not be as big of fans they were getting around to it or about the time. neither or also, neither. also possible yes uh, again friends of similar interests or not so similar <laughs> <laughs> the tagline of our podcast i'll put up with so much crap for me <laughs> thank you all <laughs> hey when we get to those other episodes where i'm the noob don't even worry about it. <laughs> I will sit here silent and be like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I've already got jokes in the bag for future episodes. So you've been practicing your ad lib, have you? 
Oh my goodness. Oh. Mm. Um, another note, and I just thought it was hilarious, the banter between the Peters. Mm. Oh, yeah. Specifically, and what he used to supposed to be, some sort of youth group leader? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Love that line. I don't know if you guys uh, read the, um, the comments about how Andrew Garfield's uh, ad-lib scene where he tells the, the other two Spider-Man that he loves them was ad-libbed. Oh, oh, really? And their reactions were real. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, That's great. That's yeah. awesome. It makes sense because it's like he was just drowning in emotion from everything he had been to. The other two had like been through some tough stuff, but they were like just so focused on what they had to do in that moment. And like Toby's Peter sitting there like, crap, I have to face Goblin again. Yeah. Like Sandman's here. I've got to calm him down. And then, like, just, like, very different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. different mindsets. Oh, yeah. And Garfield's uh, Peter is just sitting there, like, pure emotion. Yeah. I love, love you guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> almost drunk on emotion. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something. Now I can't remember what was. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Don't apologize. It's my Canadian <laughs> showing. You. It's the fun of this podcast, just sitting down and talking about nerdy things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're we're coming up on that time. So what uh, was there anything else that we wanted to discuss? I think that pretty well oh, covers no, it. Good, awesome. All right. Um, so that was yes. I will actually say, as a as someone who's not who's been kind of burnt out. On Spider-Man, just the theme of that character coming back over and over. Never. I was... <laughs> I walked into it part, partly thinking, okay, another shot. Especially with some of the crap that I'm bringing into why I'm burned out. But yeah, right. also just the fact that seeing it for friends, obligation, whatever, in that regard, or for this, and obligation I took gladly, just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> um... Walking out was a completely different experience, completely different mindset. Yeah. Where it was, okay, I get why my friends are excited about this now. Yeah. Genuine excitedness. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So just want to add that, that clarification on it. That is our our goals for this show. (laughs) Our goal for this show is to make the person who is not as big of a fan of something, a bigger fan of that thing. (laughs) Yeah. I won't. I love it. (laughs) Not to burst your bowl. I will not go as so far as to say I'm a Spider-Man fan now. But you walked out with an but appreciation, I walked out with appreciation and, and genuine excitement of where are they taking this? Yes. I, I, I'm happy with that. Okay. I, I will not be, you know, I will not burst your bubble of, <laughs> of uh, Marvel, like pushing Marvel on you, but <laughs> I am glad that this made you happy about Spider-Man. <laughs> That was our goal. <laughs> it worked. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just got chills again. <laughs> and for 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 uh, Andrew Garfield's sake, I love you guys. <laughs> love you, buddy. <laughs> and with that, we will close this episode on Spider-Man. Uh, we hope you guys listen in again for our third episode. Um we already have it recorded, so we're going to be setting that up. <laughs> um, but 
that is that is us for this this episode. We love you guys and good night. Ciao.